Spring is in full swing, and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool, or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor welcome to if you really knew me a place for honest conversations about the enneagram to inspire better connections with others ourselves and god i'm kim willie and i'm joined by my co-host and friend ben sarles who is a certified enneagram coach here to help us understand all things enneagram by learning what motivates us and how we see the world we can connect with those we love and care about on a greater level. We're so glad you joined us today, and we hope this is your journey to better relationships. Leadership. It's crucial to every organization, and different people have different styles of leading. So what makes a strong leader? What makes a great work culture? Today, we have the privilege of having three guests with us that are leaders of their organizations, and we're going to talk to each of them about how they use the Enneagram to lead their teams. Our guests today are Michelle Youngman, Executive Director of Christian Music Broadcasters, Jack Eason, Executive Director of Crossover Cups Mission, who is also a pastor and author, and Bill Sammons, who is the General Manager and President of the Bridge of Hope. Ben and I are pumped that you guys are all with us today, and we can't wait to glean some insight from each of you. Yes, thank you, thank you. We we so appreciate you being here. Um, first, I want to chat with each of you and see if you can share some information about yourself and your organizations. Yeah, great, man. I, I'm excited to be here with you guys today and uh, talk about the Enneagram. I get to lead our stateside team, Crossover Cups Mission. Uh, that has work in the Dominican Republic. We've added some new team members in the last year, so the Enneagram has helped us figure out how to love each other and honestly to keep from killing one another. So, <laughs> so, so we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Uh, and then I get also the privilege to uh, serve uh, a small church in uh, Greenville, South Carolina as a pastor. And we have a team of five other folks on our staff, so just learning to work with them uh, as well. Great. Michelle, can you share a little bit about your organization? Tell us about yourself. I live in the big town of Little Rock, Arkansas, and we are here because my husband's job, he works at a church and is a technical director, and fortunately, because of my role with Christian Music Broadcasters, I can work anywhere in the country. So my job is to um, oversee an organization, a nonprofit ministry that is really put together for radio stations by radio stations. And what I mean by that is that um, we are um, in the trenches and trying to do everything we can to support Christian music radio stations around the country with education, as well as connecting radio stations to artistry and really great experiences. So uh, we put on events throughout the year that really bring our entire community together with our vision being that we want to help Christian music radio grow so that they're reaching more listeners for Jesus. So that's that's Amen. everything in a little bit of a nutshell for that's you. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You do it very well. We yes. appreciate you. Bill, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. The, so um, the Bridge of Hope is, uh, as I was introduced, is actually the bridge. Most people understand the bridge radio station. Uh, we do um, 
a lot of other ministry outside of radio, but the main thing we do, of course, is the Bridge Radio Station. We're soon going to be 12 years old, and uh, I think we've been using the Enneagram for maybe, what, four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's had a big impact, so I'm excited to explore this a little bit. Well, let's talk Enneagram. So we're going to dive right in. I want to ask each of you what your type is and how did you learn about the Enneagram. Michelle, let's start with you first. So, Kim, what would you say my Enneagram type is? Oh, my gosh. See, I was wondering if you we were, were talking this. about this. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a getter done person. So I love that. And I'm trying to think that. But then she can also do it with a smile and very gracious. So she's in tune with others. Yeah. I'm wondering so, like a two maybe. Or a three wing two, two wing three. Or maybe there's a six in there somewhere too. I'm not sure. So I'm actually a nine. <laughs> what? There you go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Which I was very hard to type because nines usually typically are. And I hear that you two are the Enneagram experts. So uh, <laughs> you can correct me at any, at any point in time. But um, yes, I I tested, when I tested years ago, I tested as a six. Hmm. And uh, just searching and asking the questions. And we actually um, brought in somebody that kind of did some training with my team that really pinpointed and asked me, you know, the way that they were able to sit down and go, okay, this is this distinguishing factor is um, the conflict. Like, do you um, have a, you know, a problem with conflict? And I'm like, no, I do not like conflict. (laughs) Um, And so they said then definitely more a a nine. And then they also asked me as far as a six, like, do I have a lot of fears and I really don't have hmm. fears except for maybe hurricanes when it comes to events mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that no so uh, a nine is where is where I settled and I know Bill Bill's a nine yes, and yeah I love that yes how did you hear about the Enneagram how did you learn about it initially you know wildly enough I have a friend that is a manager in Nashville she manages a lot of different artists and she came to me probably eight or nine years ago. And she was talking about this Enneagram stuff and nobody was talking about it at that time. And she was like, this is revolutionary. And she told me that in her office, she has like all of these note cards on her wall of each Enneagram type, which person that she was dealing with on a pretty consistent basis Mm -hmm. and where they fell and how that person handles conflict, how they can be encouraged. And I just loved that about her. And I actually had her come and speak to a women in radio event because I felt like it was so intriguing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately at that point in time, it was so new, nothing was out. You couldn't just pick up a book like you can now and read about it. And so it was, it was just really the tip of the iceberg. And here we are, you know, eight years later, and it is definitely more of a common practice in businesses and in personal relationships. So that really would kind of struck my interest because I'm always about like, how can I be better at what I do? Mm-hmm. How can I be a better wife? You know, all those things. And this really, for me, encompassed all of that. That's so awesome. that's where that's where I first that's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about I wonder if I should get some note cards out and, and put them up around, you know, because I think about 
okay, <laughs> I, I deal with this person on a regular basis or whatever. As long as I keep it in, in the forefront of my mind, they see the world differently than me. It's very helpful, you know, isn't it? When you're, and it's so true that stress is where you can really tell what your main type is, like how you deal oh, yeah. with stress. So yes. that's awesome. Yes. And what was what I loved about what she did with that is that she was meeting people where they are mm-hmm. instead of expecting them to meet her where she was. Absolutely, and I just awesome. and, and I just love that about it. Now she's a two, so maybe I wondered, <laughs> I wondered meeting yeah. the needs of people. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you, Bill? I think I first learned about it through Michelle actually and uh, the Christian Music Broadcasters. Um, I had the the opportunity to go to a conference with uh, Ian, and I think I said his name, last name correctly. Yes. He wrote the the kind of the book that everybody um, that has studied Enneagram has read, The Road Back to You. So I read the book before I went, and then I went to the conference. I took the test because we were supposed to know what our number was when we, when we arrived. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember w- when we walked into the auditorium, it was at a church in Tennessee in Nashville, and I remember uh, Michelle introduced him, and he went up front and he said, so uh, today I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna guess your number based on where you're sitting, <laughs> and he and he got most of us right. It was wow. I was like wow. So he talked for a while, and then he had us go to our uh, tables based on our numbers, and I um, I tested as a nine, and uh, so I was with the table of of nines, and then he went table to table, and told us not only about ourselves but about how we could better interact with everybody at the other tables, and he spent all day without a note, not, not a note one. And I felt like he could have gone for five days. There was just so deep. Wow. So um, I was just fascinated by it. Um, since then, I cannot say that I've spent a lot of time studying it. I'm still very superficial with it. I know just enough about it to know to call Ben or Kim when I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But it's been extremely, even on my level of knowledge, very, very helpful to me individually, my marriage, my family, and here at the radio station. I love that. How about you, Jack? Wow. I I had heard about it from different people, seminars, webinars, workshops, conferences, and things, you know, uh, along with some of the other personality tests that you can take. Um, But it it continued to come up, um, Enneagram, Enneagram, and I'm thinking, okay, I need to investigate this. And actually, I think think in a conversation with Ben one day, uh, he finally said, well, I can can tell you more about this if you want to know. And I was like, yeah, it keeps coming up, so maybe I'm supposed to find out about this for some reason. And it's been interesting uh, with with the teams that I lead, but it's also been interesting because Ben Ben did what Bill just described, that the the workshop speaker did at Christian Music Broadcasters. Ben did that with me. And so he's like, I think I know your number. And I'm like, man, you're you're figuring people out this easy. i got to figure out what this thing is. So, um, so yeah, it's been interesting, not only for teams, but also uh, to learn, learn a little bit more about uh, myself, which is pretty cool. So what's your type? I'm a three. Okay. Would you have guessed it? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we, live, <laughs> we live in the same land. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From one three to another, That's right? That's right. <laughs> that is right. So, I am a three. So learning the Enneagram um, undoubtedly has given you a new perspective on being a better leader. Uh, Bill, how has well? How have you used the Enneagram in your work setting? Well, I think first of all, by better understanding myself, it, it definitely may. I've always felt 
like I was a fairly self-aware person, but this opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I wasn't aware of about myself. Maybe it helped me identify things that I wasn't sure about. Honestly, it made me feel better a little bit about some of the ways I react to things because I understood it. I understood where I was coming from, I guess you could say. And I don't think you can really um, manage people or lead people until you understand yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that helps you to understand them, but it helps you to kind of connect and identify with them. And, 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 And if you know where and why you would react the way you do, it can give you a better footing when you're trying to to lead and and help people understand themselves and why they react the way that they do. So, and maybe I approach things. I know, well, not maybe. I approach things differently (laughs) with people now if I know their number. Um, Yeah. And knowing my number of what I should say, not say, when when to say it, when not to say it, and that kind of thing. So it's, I would say self-awareness has probably been the biggest part for me. Mm -hmm. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, for sure. I I would agree with Bill. It's helped me with myself. Uh, I think, you know, in regards to team, it's actually help me as I've understood more myself understand why other people can connect with me in a certain way or can't connect with me in mm-hmm. a certain way uh it, it's challenged me as a leader really to uh you know understand and we'll probably get into this as we talk about all the different numbers in any in, in Enneagram but people are different mm-hmm. you know I think thank god they're different thank god not everybody's like me and <laughs> it's helped me understand that uh you know e- even more so that the body of Christ is important we all have our special gifts and so I, I think that's that's pretty cool. I should have known that already because God's word is pretty clear about that. But the Enneagram was just put a new spin on it. Maybe a modern day thought of, wow, this is really how God wired us and made us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the Enneagram, how God made us is partially an indicator of what he has for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as we find out more about ourselves, we find out a little bit more about why God created us and what he put us on the earth to do. Mm -hmm. So I love that all numbers, all types are needed and Mm -hmm. they're a different reflection of God. Uh, Michelle, how about you? How has this made you a better leader? And, and did you use this in your work setting? Um, You know, when it, when it comes to leading, I feel like, over the years for myself and just as as a culture that it is more and more important and maybe more maybe recognizable that leaders need to have self-awareness like there's just been over the years Mm -hmm. a growth in that space and i would say it was probably lacking for a long time and it still lacks with a lot of our leaders um not only within my industry but other industries and yeah it's easy to say the problem is on other people instead of looking at yourself and really evaluating what I am, what I do. And for me, knowing more about a nine in that, oh, when I have a hard time making decisions Mm -hmm. and every day I'm faced with decisions as a leader. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, half the time, it's not apathy. I just don't really care. Like <laughs> if somebody shows me, <laughs> is that terrible? No, it's no. not. <laughs> You're being but, transparent. You know, when, well, and very transparent. Like if I'm shown a t-shirt design, which t-shirt design do you like? Now I can tell you if I really don't like it, but if they all look great, you know, at the end, or what color of t-shirt, you know? And so I try to use that as a way to empower my team. Mm-hmm. You guys make the decision. Mm-hmm. And that has seemed to really work well. Now, also being a nine, 
knowing more and exploring more about what a nine is for me has really given me a lot of freedom in knowing that I'm not the only one that feels this way. Because mm. for a long time, somebody would say, you know, like my brother went through a divorce and people would say, how do you feel? And I don't know how to articulate that or be able to put that into words. So when reading about a nine and the word numb popped out, I was mm. like, that's an exact feeling. So it was really refreshing to me to know that I am a part of a category that other people that are nines can, can relate to me on that level. For a team, we actually, you know, uh, went through and everybody's taking the test. Here's what's interesting and in, is that not everybody do I feel like what they say they are is really what they are. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like, um, it's easy for somebody to go, you know what, you know, I'm a seven because I like to have fun. And it's like, there's definitely a lot of sevenness there. There's also a lot of six in you. So is it a six, seven wing or a seven, six wing or whatever. And so for my team and the way that we lead and the way that we operate, knowing where each person is coming from. So I'm all the time sending my team different people that I follow on Instagram, the mm -hmm. things that they post. And it's like, how does a nine relate to a two? And how does a two relate to a nine? And mm -hmm. all the different areas. So so for me, we have a two, a three, a six, and an eight. Mm -hmm. And so I really try to become a scholar in those numbers. <laughs> if you were to talk to me about a five, I really, I don't know as much about a five as I do a six. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think that that's something to become more proficient and to be a student of each other helps us allow for more grace. Yeah. A lot more, uh, you know, we, a couple of years ago, we actually brought in, um, Ian Morgan Crone who, yeah. um, wrote the, the book, the way back to you, the road back to you, yes. the road back to you. Yes. Um, incredible book. And he said, I'm going to spend, I'm just going to talk through each number. And I thought everybody's going to be bored to death, but it was just <laughs> like, everybody was on the other seats and just going, just soaking it in because of the way that we could try to see each other differently and yeah. know that the three on my team is amazing and incredible ideas, but also exhausting. And she knows that. So I can say that. But yet, you know, it, it, it's like she doesn't know how to stop. Yeah. And so she wishes that she could, but that's just not the way God made her. I resemble that and, remark, uh, Michelle. <laughs> As a three, I resemble that. <laughs> I, and, 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 but here's what's funny, Kim, is like the people in my life, the threes are my favorites. So yay! It, it, it's oh, very, it's my, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I love a three, you know. And on my team, my three and my six, we all shift places when it comes to stress. So we, the three mm. of us, connect really well because yeah. we know where we're going, yep. and we can have a better understanding of that. And you know, and understanding the, you know, where do we go in stress? Where do we go in health? And, and so that's where it's so different than like a disc because we're, yes. we've taken the disc test that definitely is a, an incredible tool to use, mm -hmm. but this is more on a personal level, understanding the person more than what, you know, the driving portion of the disc or those kind of things. So yeah. while that has, um, is it a great resource for us as well? I feel like the, the Enneagram allows us to explore and understand each other yes. on a different level. 
I love how you said becoming a student of, of each other, like learning more about each other. So I want to know, Bill, what have you noticed happening among the team you lead since the whole team has become Enneagram informed? Well, um, I, I think it's been, it's been a great thing, and I've noticed it all the way a, across the board. Now, we, we have the advantage. First of all, I, I meant to say this at the outset. Thanks to you two for studying this and learning this mm-hmm. and doing a podcast about it to teach other people about it. This, I think it's fantastic that you all awesome. are doing this. Right after we were introduced to it, um, Ben, I noticed, just was like absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. He was listening to podcasts <laughs> and reading books, and he wanted to talk about nothing else for yeah. for months. <laughs> and uh, I remember talking to him one day and saying, "How would you how would you feel about becoming a certified coach mm-hmm. in Enneagram?" And he man, he jumped right on it. And um, I think that was one of the best things we did. And I know not every organization can have somebody study it and and uh, become certified, but. Ben, being on our team and being certified and having studied this and teaching this mm-hmm. has just been, uh, it's been, honestly, it's been life-changing, I think, for many of in the organization. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've seen, um, I'll give you an example. We Right before, Ben, we, we went through this as a team, we had a situation uh, between two employees. One employee felt that the other employee was, was uh, crossing, I guess you could say crossing boundaries, doing something that they didn't think was, was fitting in a Christian ministry, and that the uh, uh, so-called uh, quote-unquote offending employee didn't feel like they were doing anything offensive, <laughs> and they both came to me, and we sat around my table, and I remember thinking, guys, just can't we get along? I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, I don't understand the dra- why the need for drama, right? And um, we hashed it out best that we could, which probably means I kicked the can down the road and we didn't really solve anything. <laughs> uh, and then not too long after that, we, we all went through the Enneagram. And those two employees came back to my office after that and uh, discovered now, okay, we had a one mm-hmm. and we had a, I believe, a four, four individualist. I think it was, I think it was a two. Mm. A yeah. two? Mm-hmm. We had a two. one and a two. <laughs> and uh, the one is what, reformer and uh, yes. kind of a... One, mm, ones yeah. want to do things as good as they can be. And so if, yeah. if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right yeah. and most efficiently. And then, and then we had the uh, and the there was an age difference. There's a lot of other factors, uh, background difference, and so on. Mm-hmm. But the, but the thing is, they came to me right as the manager. But I'm a nine. I'm a peacemaker, and I have sometimes the benefit of being able to see through everybody's eyes and understand mm-hmm. all situations. Sometimes it's not a benefit when you have to make a decision and you have to you know figure out what you're what you're going to do. Well, what happened was they both came to me and said, "Okay, I understand now." A, why I reacted the way I did and why the other person reacted the way they did and why you reacted the way you did. And it's all okay now because we, we understand each other. <laughs> Problem we know solved. Problem solved because we understand each other and there was, there was nobody trying to get anything over on anybody, trying to do something wrong or rob a right or nothing like that. But it, was, it all boiled down to they understood each other mm-hmm. and their motives and their heart and, um, mm. and mine too by – you know, going, can't you get along? <laughs> and, um, and then they did. Yeah. So it was, I love that. It, that's just one example, I think, of, uh, in a, but a glaring one that happened almost immediately. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that good. That is good. What have you seen among your team, Jack? Oh, wow. I, I mean, similar situations with our team. We, we had a discussion, gosh, it's been, it's been a few months ago, um, about an issue. We have one on our team who is a five. I am uh, the three. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were trying just to make a decision about this thing, and and the person who on our team who's the five were, were asking 
question after question after question after question. And uh, researching. I think, I think, yeah, I think five is the researcher, the investigator, the inquisitive one. Yeah. And I was sitting there just trying to bite my tongue and just think, you know, for the love of podcasts, can't we please make a decision here? Uh, we've, we've investigated this thing to death. Now we just need to make a decision. And it was actually not until after uh, the meeting I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and look because I didn't remember at the time that he was a five. I'm going to go back and, and look and see what he is. And then when I, when I saw, well, okay, this, this makes sense. And so that's his gift to the, to the yes. team. He's asking questions, not because, and he said this in, in the discussion, I'm not asking these questions because I don't necessarily think this is what we need to do. I'm asking this because I want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through every worst case scenario to protect the ministry, to protect the organization. Mm-hmm. And so you need people like that on your team. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, during that discussion, I, that was not somebody that I wanted to, <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> I was like, let's just make a decision and move on. We've got other things on the yes. on the agenda. And then I pulled out mine, and I'm like, well, that's that's definitely me. You know, let's just check this thing off and move to the next thing. We got we got other things that we need to accomplish today. <laughs> yes, two two hours on this one issue. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But yeah, so it's it's definitely useful if you can keep that in mind during uh, intense conversations. Well, you know, I was just thinking as you were saying, um, fives with a wing six, mm-hmm. and sixes especially, <laughs> um, are the ones that um, assess risk. And threes want forward motion. Yep. So, you know, you don't yes. want to unnecessarily slow down. And because you knew their motivation a little bit, you knew like, okay, let's hear the questions and process them, even if they don't end up applying they've been heard and they're and that person is looking to see if you are willing to hear it that kind of thing so you passed mm. you did mm. great job <laughs> okay job, thank, you, thank you thank you thank <laughs> you michelle what about uh, you what have you noticed now happening among your team since they've become enneagram informed versus before there's a lot more grace mm. so for all of us including me for them to know a nine it's just going to need a little bit longer to make decisions. Like I've got to process things and I want the facts. So for you to tell me you feel a certain way, doesn't move the needle very much. But if you come to me and say, you know, that these are the facts that support our case, Mm -hmm. then I can't argue with against facts. So for them to understand that that's the way I'm made or, you know, one of the things that, um, Ian said at our event was that every team needs a six. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are yep. you a six, Ben? I am okay. not. Every team needs a six. But I agree with that comment. Go- <laughs> I do. But a six is going to save you from causing embarrassment to your organization. <laughs> yes. They're going to catch, every, you know, and I, I, that is so true. So talking about how my team, so my six asks a lot, a lot of, of questions. questions. So mm. I've learned I've learned that she's not challenging me. She's not questioning my authority. She really wants to understand and make sure that we are on the right track. So when I hire somebody new to my team that isn't maybe proficient with the Enneagram, that can drive them crazy. Like, why is she (laughs) questioning everything I do? Mm -hmm. But understanding that she's a six and that's just how she's wired opens up this whole new amount of grace that's given to her and a paradigm shift where you can go, Oh, so now I appreciate the questions Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that she's able to think through things from a totally different lens 
to make sure that at the end of the day, I don't like, like look like a fool. Mm -hmm. The company doesn't look like a fool. Mm -hmm. And she, her contribution to the company is immense. That's amazing. Is immense a word? It is. Immense is a word. That sounds, that sounds like a word to me. (laughs) We'll vote yes. If it's not, it is now. (laughs) You know, I love how God put your team together. I'm just looking, I don't know them personally, but I'm like, you're a nine. So one of your wings is an eight and the other one is a one. But so you have an eight. Um, You go to three and six in, in stress and security. And then the two numbers that are other referenced, other focused is two and nine. And it's like you have a connection with each person on your team. It's like, it's yes. like God planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, that. Well, one day, one of the, one of the, the Instagram uh, influencer or follower, whatever it is, you know, like I was, uh, one of the things that she posted and it was at this time, I didn't have an eight, but I had a, a one on my team. Mm-hmm. And she said, this person that posted this said that kind of gave numbers that the people best identify with. Mm-hmm. And at that time it was one, two, three, and a six. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that was really great and awesome because that's exactly what I had on my team. Um, and as you guys know, one and eights can sometimes be confused between the two. And so having an eight on my team was, a, was different. I, I really had to take, you know, a step back going, do I want an eight on my team? But after talking with her and just having some great conversations and how healthy she is, mm-hmm. it really has worked very well. That's um, wonderful. And you take with the eight, you take somebody that's got an incredible personality versus a one is a different personality, but they are so detail oriented that they're not going to miss anything. So, yes, you know, it's interesting of the two personalities, what they add to what, you know, what they're able to contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, all three of you work in Christian ministry. Jack, what is your perspective on Christians using the Enneagram? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think it's another tool. It's like so many of the other things that are, that are out there. Uh, it's a resource that we can use uh, and it's a guide uh, that we can use to help better understand people. Um, you know, it's probably not going to be right 100% of the time, uh, but it's a guide to help us understand people. And for us, and, and again, our organizations and ministries, it's really the benefit, if there's, if there's several, but if there's one big benefit, it really has enabled the team members to view other people through the eyes of Christ. You know, most most personality tests encourage us to examine only ourselves. But mm-hmm. the thing I like about the Enneagram is it helps us understand the greater picture of how all of us are created. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're made in God's image. So if each number in the Enneagram, you know, if, if God, if Christ is in each type, mm-hmm. then we can start to better see the qualities in other people that are, wow, okay, that's that's a representation of God in mm-hmm. that person. Amen. Uh, and so it's it's been pretty neat uh, when we start to think of it that way and, and, and look at other people the way Jesus would look at them. That's yeah. very good. That's very good. We're going to record that. No, we are recording that. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, Michelle, can you share some of your perspective on this? You know, one of the, when it first came out and when we were first kind of dipping our toes in it, I actually did some research and found a devotion that was for specifically for each Enneagram type and gave it to my team because I felt like it was an opportunity for them to see the connectivity between the way that God designed us Mm -hmm. 
and being able to dive in deep into that because it's a better understanding of, of him as the creator. And honestly, I feel like the part that's maybe the most questionable might be the, the way that the, the whole Enneagram diagram is laid out and people kind of take that and go, it kind of looks like a pentagram or whatever. (laughs) And so then that's kind of the way. So, you know, I, I would say for us that I've not seen anything but greatness come out of it. And if the Lord is, you know, not if, but because he is our creator and he created us to be this way, then this really kind of gives us freedom to understand more about the way that he created us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like um, that this is um, a gift from God to us so that we can mm. better understand. Because believe me, you know, 11 years ago when I first started, we all did the disc and that was great. And again, as I mentioned earlier, it's a great resource, but it didn't really under help me understand the motivation the why behind people mm-hmm. and the way that they act. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this is a gift to be able to understand more so that when stress does come or tensions are rising or people are not agreeing, it's it just gives us a little bit of a different lens to look through and evaluate the situation so that we can understand each other better. So that the outcome then in a business setting is still full of compromises and hopefully edifying and glorifying to God. Mm. Amen. That. That's very good. Well said. <laughs> you go. Yes. Well, I love that. <laughs> Bill, how about your thoughts? I, I totally agree with uh, Jack and Michelle. I think the thing is to, to remember, it's not the Bible. We're not, it's not the Bible. Mm. And as long as you keep it as one of the tools in your tool belt to use, mm-hmm. to understand yourself, to understand your people, um, it's valuable. You know, I think the problem is they, they drew the circle with the nine things and, and uh, some people think it looks like a cult symbol or something, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a circle with nine <laughs> points on it mm-hmm. because there are nine different types <laughs> yes, of the Enneagram. Right. And I think once you get past that thing and really understand it and don't listen to, you know, an off the wall um, podcast that, that slams it without, without balance, without fully mm-hmm. understanding it, that's where I'm at. I, mm-hmm. It's a tool in our tool belt. We've got a lot of tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disc is a tool. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's a, mm-hmm. a Myers Briggs is a tool. They're all they're all tools. Mm-hmm. This one for me is easier to understand yeah. and simpler, mm-hmm. more basic, and more to me more applicable to the way I like to to run my life and manage my life and manage people. Yes, that's very good. In fact, we talked about that in a recent podcast with Tyler Zock and he says, you know, Pentagram has five points and Enneagram has nine. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's true. You know, let's yeah. stop and think about it that way. Yeah. But we, <laughs> we always say here on the podcast that the Enneagram is a tool to help diagnose, but Jesus is the treatment. Amen. And I think yeah. as long as we keep that in the forefront of our minds, you know, we're, we're going to be in a good spot to make sure that Jesus is the one that transforms. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up a few more questions on leadership. Do your kids love listening to great stories? It can be tough finding a kids podcast which upholds your Christian values. Story Jumpers features exciting, entertaining stories by authors who write from a Christian worldview. Each episode is created with kids in mind. 
Audiobook clips are followed by a brief author interview your kids will find fascinating. This is a podcast for kids. Subscribe to Story Jumpers wherever you listen to podcasts. Story Jumpers is a member of the Bridge Podcast Network. Welcome back. We've been talking to three different leaders on how they lead their teams utilizing the Enneagram. It's fascinating stuff, right, Ben? It is. It is. And I have a separate question for each of you that I'd like you to share with us your thoughts on. Jack, how can knowing the Enneagram affect how you lead people and even how you pastor? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um Hard question, honestly. Um, and we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but maybe not directly. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about the uh, the Enneagram, and Bill kind of alluded to this too, uh, it's a great tool um, for self-discovery, but the Enneagram actually, to me, is best used in the context of community. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not enough really to know what my number is. Uh, I want to know what the other people around me, what their number is. Mm-hmm. And so for us in our teams, and especially uh, at church, uh, you know, with a congregation, when you start realizing and uh, being reminded, again, that everybody has a different number, whether you're in a community of your own type or you're a different type, uh, I think what's cool is you're starting to see the richness of a shared story. I I know that the story, you know, that's an important part of the bridge, important part of uh, all of our organizations and ministries are our story, but there's a bigger story. And that is the story of community, how we're connected. And I think the Enneagram for us has helped to do that. Now, we haven't used that quite a lot yet with our, with our church congregation. We've used it among the staff, uh, and that's kind of our next step is to, to use that as a tool for our church to get to know one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially in small groups, if you knew who, what numbers people were in your small group, it would help you better minister to each other and love each other and, and be the body of Christ like you should. Uh, so that's the next step for us. But that's one reason I, I love the Enneagram. It's not, um, it's not a tool just for self-discovery. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But the better use is to be used in the context of community. So if you're a church leader, I would encourage you to check it out and use it. If you lead a team of any kind, uh, wow, it's a powerful uh, resource that can help you really learn how to, to minister to one another and to reflect the gifts that each person has, you know. We think sometimes in, in church world, especially if you're a staff person, you've privileged to get paid to serve at your church and your own staff, you know, there's always that battle from the pew to the pulpit of, well, you're the professional guy that gets paid to do the ministry. We sit in the pew. And so sometimes there's this, there's this mentality that there's lone rangers kind of running the show. And as you get to learn the Enneagram, you, you realize and your congregation will realize, no, we all, Ben said this earlier, we all have our gifts that we bring to the table that God has given us to, to carry out a certain task to help accomplish God's will for us together. Yes, it's together, and yes, it's separate, but it's both and. And that's, that, to me, is the gift of, of learning the Enneagram. Mm. That's awesome. That's good. I love that. Uh, Michelle, how about you? We were talking about uh, work dynamics, and how does the Enneagram play into the fact that your team all works remotely from different states and all of that? Um, how does that help factor in? To me, it's a it's a huge advantage to have this because I'm not next door. So the the five people on my team all live in different states. We see each other probably once a month, sometimes mm-hmm. more, but typically once a month. So when you, when you look at it from a grand scheme of things, there's not a whole lot of um, 
equity built up with one another for, for good or for bad, mm-hmm. um, because we're not right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. If I need something, I can't go next door and see, or, you know, and, and review copy on something. Mm-hmm. There has to be a little bit of a longer process. That for me has been all I've known for 22 years is working remotely. So, mm-hmm. and because we have been this way for, since I started with CMB back in 2011, um, this is all I know. So when somebody calls and says, hey, we've got a job opening, I'm like, do I have to come to the office? Because if I do, <laughs> yeah. then it's not even worth talking about. And, <laughs> and so it's almost like, you know, being remote and understanding each other better and reading about each other more um, gives us a little bit more of appreciation for one another. Mm. And so that when we are together, we make the most of our time and make the most of our experiences and it make it does it just makes us appreciate each other all the better but if we didn't have the enneagram i think it would take longer to build that healthy equity with one another mm-hmm. because we wouldn't you know we i think there'd be like are there ulterior motives to these questions mm-hmm. yeah. are there you know when the 8 is very direct <laughs> you know me as a 9 can be offended by that mm-hmm. but because we've done the research and put the time into it, I know that that's not the case. So it really makes us understand that we're all in it for each other mm-hmm. and for our company and to always maybe see the good in one another because mm-hmm. of that. You have such good insight on this. Yes, I very, love, very good. I love it. You do. <laughs> and because you've learned so much, what advice would you give to other leaders considering using the Enneagram for their team? I would say that depending on the leader, it can be overwhelming. So one of the reassuring things that I read was like, nines are the best at being a leader. And that's mm-hmm. hard for me to say as a nine. Like, it's true. I, I never, you know, and so, <laughs> so I'm saying that and, and nines, like I, I don't want a birthday party, but I want a birthday party, but I don't want one. But it's like this internal, you know, <laughs> Or it's a you know, like, and I like I don't want to be on stage, and I for sure really don't want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. But my job necessitates that, so that's just something I'm going to have to get over, just like Bill. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some growth in that, but I think that a leader that's exploring it has to be willing to accept the way that God has made them, mm-hmm. and the way that God has made each person on on their team. And knowing that they have such a contribution to the output that is happening with an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it can be a little overwhelming at first, not knowing. But honestly, what really worked for me was to be able to bring in somebody that has an Enneagram certificate or whatever to call them, that's been trained, mm-hmm. that can ask questions and go, propose, you know, propose some sort of scenario and asking what each person would do in that scenario, man, it just is eye opening to hear. And I think it allows us to step out of our own comfort zones. And so there are some leaders that are hesitant to do that. But I feel like the health of your organization, it should be critical to you as a leader. Mm -hmm. And this is one step in the direction of creating that health so that at the end of the day, you as a leader are benefiting from that, but 
it benefits your company too. Anybody's like, you know, should I should I do this? I'd be like, I don't know what's stopping you. Yeah. From doing this. One interesting thing that I um, was talking to somebody the other day was that their church service, actually their pastor preaches their sermon and then gives them a QR code that's up on the screen. They can scan it, go home and they, and, and he lays out each Enneagram type and what they could get the most out of the sermon they just heard. Wow. That, that is, is impressive. And I thought that was really amazing wow. because it's really taken into consideration that everybody's going to hear that sermon differently. Yes. So I want to know what is everybody here because I want to learn and grow so that I'm not stuck in my nine lane. Mm -hmm. I want to hear other perspectives because that makes me as a person grow, but also my company a better company as we continue to serve Christian music radio. Mm, that's very good. You know, I was thinking um, all of our guests on this episode are tied to Christian radio in some form. Mm -hmm. And it's a ministry. And when you have a ministry, there are some things to be watchful for as far as things that can tear down the ministry. Mm -hmm. And and one of the major things is staff disunity and, mm -hmm. and kind of collapsing from within. And I feel like this speaks directly to that. And and as Michelle was talking, you know, I'm working on something about creating meaningful breaks on the radio using the Enneagram mm -hmm. and how what mm. what the listener's perspective might be um, that could be listening to the words and the songs. And wow. and then you start to look at all these different things and and how can you engage the community a little better using the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. You know, this type of, of an event is going to speak to certain types yeah. more so than it would speak to others. And you want that each type is a reflection of God. So we want all of them. Yes. We're, we're learning from each of them. And I will say that Bill is an excellent leader. He yes. is a type nine. <laughs> I do feel that good leaders can come from any type, but nines have that just intuitive ability to see things from everyone's perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's so important in a leader. And so, yes, I love me some nines. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that it's, it's important to have that as a leader so that you're not, it's never my way or the highway, right? Mm -hmm. It is trying to see all sides, but for a nine, that can also be really frustrating. Cause like, I just want to see one side and let's just go with that. Versus <laughs> like, I can see, you know, let's just um, merge with it, everyone it else. <laughs> exactly. You know, and Kim, okay. I um, was thinking about that the other day about how the merging thing, I have felt for so long that I'm a chameleon. So it was so awesome, honestly, an eye opening to have somebody put words to that mm -hmm. because the, maybe the reason I like to be around a three is because threes are fun. And so are sevens and not that nines are not fun, but I don't feel like I'm a fun person <laughs> at all. And so, you know, so being around people that I want to merge with is, mm. is so interesting. That's been a challenge for me to go. How do I, how do I create my own personality? You know, what do I truly like? Because wow. a lot of it, I don't care. And I need to step it up. And I need to find reasons to care about the little things and make strides so that I am moving more in that direction of health as being a healthy nine. And but merging has been over the years, you know, I worked at a record company. 
And um, my job was to talk to radio stations about music. That was the perfect scenario to merge with different people because I'm talking to 40 different people a day. And so, and these are people that I have relationships with. And so I would spend time getting to know them and trying to go where they are versus trying to be my own person. Mm -hmm. And so being that chameleon was the only terminology I knew to put to it. So when that came out, the whole merging, it was Mm -hmm. so, I don't know, for me, it was really it was really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It gives language to that. You know, you yes. you you don't want to, in the big scheme of things, you don't want to fall asleep to what your own desires are. Mm-hmm. I call that Semper Gumby, always flexible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, Michelle, I do want to address one comment that you said, that nines make the best leaders of anyone. And I do... <laughs> I yes. do want to say that any type can be a good leader. Um, it Go is Michelle. just, yes. Fellow nine. Hey, it, nines have an intuitive ability to see mm-hmm. things from all perspectives, but other mm-hmm. people can learn that skill. And mm-hmm. then, of course, there's other leadership skills uh, besides just that. But mm-hmm. I love how that you have fully grasped your special leadership skills, and you are a mm. great leader. <laughs> Bill, how yes, important yes. is it for the members of your team to be in the right seat on the bus? Mm. And how does the Enneagram help with that? I think it's one of the most important things that, um, A, you have the right people on the bus, and then mm. secondly, you have them on the right seat. I think that's a good to great uh, book concept. I remember my dad was a pastor. I remember him saying one time, you don't want a person who has the gift of gossip to lead your prayer team. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. I didn't even so, know that was a gift. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, Amen. There may have been some sarcasm yeah. in that. And I, so, so I think it's, uh, I, I think you can use the Enneagram as one of many tools to figure out if you have the right person in the right seat mm-hmm. on the bus doing, doing the job. Some pe- I remember um, taking a, a, a gifts analysis test one time. I'm, I'm uh, dominant right hand, right-handed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the person had me try to write my name with my left hand. And I did it, but it was not pretty, and it took <laughs> me a long time. And I think the same thing could be said about, I mean, I, I, Ben, I could put you in accounting, and you probably could figure it out, and maybe you would get it done, but not as good as Sid, who right. is on our team, because yeah. she just wired that way, yeah. and you're wired to do what it is that you excel at. Mm-hmm. And if we can figure that out and put you in the seat to do what you excel at, it's like writing mm. with your dominant hand all day. Mm-hmm. You're going to get twice as much done, and it's going to be a lot better. And mm-hmm. the Enneagram, I think, has helped us here. In fact, we've moved a few seats, a few people into a few mm-hmm. different seats. I, I feel like one of my priorities is the, is uh, maintaining a good culture. Yes. And that, mm. once you have that done, yes. the right people on the bus, in the right seats, your culture almost takes care of it yourself, yeah. of itself. Mm-hmm. You know? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Knowing right. everybody's right. heart yeah. just goes mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. visual. I love that visual. So, so good. What advice would you give other leaders if they're considering the Enneagram for their team? Bill, how about you? Read The Road Back to You mm. uh, with Ian Cron. Yeah. That, that's a, it's a uh, very, it's a, it gives you a good overview, gives you a lot of insight. Mm-hmm. It will get a good place to start, I think. That's what I would do. And then I would, then I would listen to the more of the podcast that you guys are doing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> take the test, see, see what yeah. you are. <laughs> and uh, and then and then pray about it and see if maybe God wants to use it as a tool in your tool belt. 
I love that. Yes. How about you, Jack? What advice would you give? Well, I, I, I would echo what Bill said. I, I know that maybe some of you who are listening, you, you, hear, you hear that and you hear other things that we've said. And you, uh, if you're a type three uh, like me, you're going, ah, I'm adding something else to my to-do list. <laughs> That's right. And I, w- I would encourage you to add it to your to-do list. You know, uh, I think somebody said one time, uh, leaders are readers. Mm. Uh, and if you are a leader, you need to be equipping yourself to be able to lead. Uh, and your team that you're leading. And again, we've mentioned a lot, you know, Enneagram is just one resource. There are a lot of them out there. Uh, but uh, we're suggesting today that you, again, as Bill said, take the test yourself, check it out, and then uh, invest in it. Invest in your team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know a lot of nonprofit leaders sometimes feel like, well, that's costly or I don't have time. I, I would suggest you don't have time not to do that because that's that's the future of your organization that you're investing in. So take some time to do it and uh, listen to this podcast and, and do the Enneagram test for yourself. Uh, Michelle, how about you? Culture is the reason people stay or people leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, you know, it, that's the number one reason, not how much they're getting paid, but really culture. And so how do we make sure that we keep people and the way that we keep people is by investing in them. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the Enneagram and and doing you know, providing opportunities like that are ways that we invest in our people. Mm, amen. Amen. Good advice there. We we so appreciate you guys all taking the time to be with us today and share your hearts in leadership and about the Enneagram. And I think we can all agree that being a great leader starts with serving. Mm-hmm. And Jesus mm. is absolutely the best example for all of us in that. And knowing each of you personally, as we do, it's obvious that you all have servants' hearts and and. You want the best for the people that God's entrusted you to lead. Yes. So thank you for all each of you do in your ministries. Ben, I just want to throw it to you for any final thoughts you have. I think it is such an important part of leadership, um, knowing how we respond as a leader and the place where our team is standing. Um, this shows where our team's strengths are, as well as the blind spots um, of our team. Each of us, each of these ministries have ties to radio And we are constantly thinking about the perspective of the listener and what they are thinking and feeling. Now, I personally am working on how to create meaningful breaks using the Enneagram and also how to use the Enneagram to engage the community. And there are many applications. But in the end, like Kim said, leadership is a chance to serve people. Mm -hmm. It is up to us to let God help us leave people better than we found them. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. We hope you all have enjoyed today's episode on leadership. Please consider giving our podcast a rating. That's going to help people find us a bit better. Um, And we're going to have a link in our show notes for the tests in case you want to take the test on the Enneagram. You haven't done that yet. Um, As always, if you have a question, we would love to hear it. Share it with us. We might actually answer that on an upcoming episode. Until next time, God bless.